Are you taking full advantage of being a podcast guest? Do you know that done right, guesting on a podcast can grow your author platform, grow your email list, grow your own podcast, and market your book? You do not want to miss today's episode. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. And I am so very glad that you're listening in. During this episode, you'll learn how to pitch yourself to guests on podcasts. My industry expert is Kim Stewart. You're going to love her if you don't already know her. Kim is a book marketing coach and the host of the Book Marketing Mania podcast. She helps Christian nonfiction authors build their platforms and market their books on podcasts. When she's not strategizing with clients, you'll find her in Dallas enjoying time with her family and indulging in coffee, caramel, and that's right, friends reruns. Oh, <laughs> I can see myself in her home right now. This is so good. I want to clap out loud. Ah, oh, Kim Stewart, it is so good to have you here. Welcome to your best writing life. Oh, gosh, Linda, thanks. I'm so happy to be here, too. And that is my absolute favorite song of uh, for like 30 years now. <laughs> I tell you, it is, it's, it is a great show for writers to really focus on timing. So much timing in that show. It's mm -hmm. the delivery of a line, the rebuttal or engagement of the line. Such a great show. And I love it, too. I love that song. So, so good. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump right into this. How to pitch yourself to guest on podcast. First question, when is the best time to start pitching yourself to guest on podcasts? So Linda, I think I'll say yesterday for anybody tuning in. And the reason I say that is, you know, oftentimes we think we have to wait for our book to be in hand. And now mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now what do we do to market our book? And okay, I want to be a guest on a podcast, which is great. But really, there's a lot of runway before that, that you could take advantage of this marketing strategy. And I think about all your listeners that are writers, they may not have a book yet, right? They may be working on their book idea, but they have a message burning on their heart that God gave them that they're going to be blogging about or podcasting about or, you know, doing YouTube videos on to share that message. And they 
they can start sharing it today as a podcast guest because not everyone wants, you know, or no podcast really wants you to come on and just market your book, right? You're always there to serve the listeners. Right. And so I think you can start doing that really early. And like you said in the introduction, Linda, you can, you know, guest on podcasts to grow your own podcast. So if you are hosting your own podcast to build your author platform, the number one way to build your podcast is to go be a guest on other shows because they have a built-in listenership and they want to discover new shows. I do that all the time. I love discovering new shows when I've heard a guest on a podcast. Or you might be, you know, building your platform to show an a agent or publisher if you want to go the traditional publishing route. You may want to show them, I'm already serving listeners today. You know, I'm going out and being on other people's platforms and reaching these people that might want to read my book one day and I'm getting them on my email list and growing my email list. Um, or you might just want to be, you know, um, growing your credibility around a specific topic. So there's just lots and lots of ways to do it that's not wait until you have your book in hand. Sure. Um, and it can be done way before your book or way after your book. So I just think, yeah, yesterday is the best time to start. With what you're sharing, Kim, let's, hey, let's just jump out there. Let's dive in. Let's start this because when we start speaking or guesting on someone else's podcast, it secures us in our niche. It, mm -hmm. it helps us to become an expert as we are becoming an expert. And the more that we can be out there and, and start focusing on, this is really the place that I want to excel. And this is where I'm going to help kingdom work. This is where mm -hmm. I'm going to help families. This is where I'm going to help whatever my focus is to be able to get out there and start helping right now. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. When we get our name known and, P and we offer quality, quality information, practical information, people are going to want to see more of what we're doing and it helps us grow everything, grow that mm -hmm. email list, grow everything. So yesterday, my friends, yesterday, <laughs> you should have already been a guest on a podcast. But yeah. it's never too late. We're going to show gonna you say, how. It's never too late. Yeah. <laughs> never too late. Never, never. All right. So how can writers, and I love this word because not everyone is going to believe it's going to work. How can writers easily find podcasts and the contact information that align with their message to pitch? Yeah, that is one of my favorite things, Linda. And there's actually there's a couple of different ways. Um, but right now, today, like in my mind, the easiest way to do it is to get involved in a community like the Spark a Podcast Community or Christian Podcasters Association. Both of those have free Facebook groups and they ha often have days of the week or, you know, a couple of days a month where they'll just open up and say, would you like to uh, find a guest for your podcast or be a guest on a podcast? And you can post information in there right away. And I'm just blown away by all the community, you know, outpouring and collaborations that happen there. So I think if you're looking for Christian podcasts specifically, I think those are really good Facebook groups to go and easy ways to just put yourself out there um, and connect with some podcasters. But as far as like searching and finding contact information, if you're not going to, you know, if you don't go that route and you want to, you may even be looking for podcasts outside of the Christian niche to speak to. Um, my favorite way is just to simply go look for 
our podcast that an author who has recently released a book has been on, or maybe your friends, if you know your friends that are writers and speakers, and they have been on podcasts before, you can simply just pull up your podcast player app and search for their name. And every podcast they've ever been on pops up. And then you can look and see, well, is this a podcast that would be applicable for me to pitch? And for finding their contact information, I like to just simply go, well, first off, I would recommend going to their website because a lot of podcasters nowadays have forms to fill out and you always want to be respectful of their process. So I would go check their website. Do they have a form? If not, there's two things I would say to do. If they have a lead magnet, I would sign up for their lead magnet so you get on their email list. And I say that for two reasons is because one, obviously you're going to have the most effective email address to reach them at when you get ready to pitch. And two, it also helps that your domains kind of talk to each other, which is kind of nerdy. But, you know, like when you send emails to an email address that you haven't sent to before, sometimes, you know, Google puts us in the spam folders. But if you're on an email list, that doesn't typically happen. So I think that's always a nice thing to do. But if you don't do any of those, you can just go to their social media. And my favorite place is Instagram. And just look in their bio and click on either the contact or the email button. And it'll pop up like you're going to send them an email and just copy that email address. So that's my easiest way to find shows and contact information. Yeah, you know what? I want to say another way, Linda, because you had Thomas Umstead on your podcast, who's an awesome guest, and he was He's on right. Um, he does have a database you can tap into as part of his Patreon membership, I believe. And he tells, you know, he, he will definitely say that it's not like you can download a bunch of email addresses by any means, but you could go search and it would probably be the most helpful. Like if you already know the podcast name, you could go search and find their contact information. But those are some of my favorite, like I think they're easy ways um, to go find shows, especially if you can go Google, I mean, go search in a podcast app for an author that's recently released a book like within the last year and go see what podcast they've been on and see if they're a fit for you. Yeah, I really like that. That I was like, oh, that's a great idea because if I'm familiar with a particular author, I know that maybe we write in the same genre mm -hmm. and I've listened to, which always I recommend every single writer You've got to listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. It may not be your best fit. You don't want to be on something that's not going to serve their audience the best and mm -hmm. also get you a little bit of feedback that's going to be the best for you. So listen, listen, listen to the episodes of podcasts before you query them. Mm -hmm. And if I find an author that I'm like, yeah, our stuff is same knowing that they had a good episode, I'm going to jump on that as well. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Beautiful. Absolutely. Girl, you're good at what you do. <laughs> so what are some of the common mistakes that writers make when they pitch podcasts? And yeah, I know you're going to do this, but go ahead and give us ways that we can avoid that. Yeah, I think probably the number one way is they just mass pitch. And I know that happens a lot of times when we have our book. Again, when we get our book in hand, we just start getting this desperate mode of how are we going to now market this book? If we haven't started marketing it already um, or marketing our message beforehand, then we just think, oh, I've got just like this tiny window of time I'm trying to operate in, you know, around my launch date. And so I just want to go mass pitch 
a bunch of podcasts. And that sounds great, like to get a whole bunch of podcast pitches out there and hopefully you'll get a whole bunch of interviews at, at one time, but it doesn't always, I haven't seen in my experience, I don't know about Yolanda, but I haven't seen that to be very successful in right. my experience because it's just, it is that I kind of put these together, mass pitching and cookie cutter pitching is because, you know, when you just mass pitch a whole bunch of shows without really knowing much about them, then you don't have time to kind of dig into, did this work or not? So I like to just pitch a few at a time, see what you get back, what kind of responses you're getting back, if you are getting responses back. Um, And then you can kind of reevaluate your strategy and see, you know, is it the topics or, you know, is it somehow the way I worded or am I, you know, pitching shows that I'm not quite ready for um, because I haven't been a guest before. And then cookie cutter, I think kind of goes into that too, as well as like, we often think, okay, we've got this pitch email ready to go. We're just going to send the same, even if we slow down our pitching and we're not mass pitching, sometimes we send a cookie cutter pitch. And so we're just basically sending the same pitch to every single podcast host. And we both know as podcast hosts what that looks like. You know, you just know right away when you open up your inbox, you're like, this is just a cookie cutter template somebody found on the internet and maybe they customized it to my name, but probably not. You know, sometimes it's usually not the right name and not the right show name. And it's not anything about how they can and serve the listeners. It's all about them um, as an author, right? Which there's nothing wrong with talking about yourself as an author, but if that's your whole pitch um, and that's your pitch email and then cookie cutter, you're just sending that same email out. I haven't seen a lot of success with either one of those. So I definitely think slowing down again and just personalizing it, you know, making sure your host name is right and making sure that you're sharing how you're going to bring value to that particular podcast, which might be different from the next podcast you pitch and you want to make sure you communicate that and you'll have a lot more success. And then I think the third common mistake I see is, um, you know, just going and searching out like on a podcast player, like I talked about, you can go search out by like an author or writer's name to see the shows that they've been on. Some people I think will pull up a podcast app and just think, okay, I just need to go find some Christian podcasts to be a guest on. And then they just start looking through the list of Christian podcasts, which, you know, the, the biggest podcast out there are going to be at the top of the list. And a lot of those don't even have guests on their shows. You know, they're solo shows. But if you just start pulling those and just start, again, mass pitching and cookie cutter pitching, you just don't see a lot of success with that. So that's why I really recommend going about it, maybe looking at an author's name versus just trying to find a list of podcasts, unless you're going to take the time to really look at it and vet, you know, do they have guests and what kind of guests do they have? You know, Um, are they the biggest show in the Christian, you know, field? And I haven't even been a guest on a show then I may not want to start there. So those are those are the probably the top three mistakes I see writers and pod, you know, and authors just coming into when they first start pitching. And and I will share with you, Kim, and you've probably had this happen as well. I get pitches from PR firms mm-hmm. that are talking about their author, and I see that you have this podcast. My author is a perfect fit. And then when they tell me everything about the author, mm-hmm. I'm like, it has nothing to do with my podcast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what they've done is, oh, Christian podcast. We're going to go with that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they're talking about grief in their mm-hmm. family. And I'm going with the Your Best Writing Life. Mm-hmm. No, I'm. we're speaking to writers and in the craft. And all mm-hmm. of, I'm like, that, Yeah, I see that happen a lot. Yeah. And so we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But it that in it of itself lends to the next question. Does it really matter if you're pitching yourself as a guest 
Or is it better to have a team member or a PR firm do your pitching for you? Well, I'm in, my personal opinion is if you could pitch yourself, which we all can, right? I would do that only because my, you know, back to the original question you had asked Linda about, you know, when should you start pitching yourself? And I think another aspect of that is that, you know, it's all about relationships and we have to remember that as we go into it. It's not just about marketing our book and selling our book on a podcast. It's really about the relationships with the listeners for sure. But also, I know you probably have experienced this, Linda, it's just the amazing relationships that come out of the guest and the host. And right. you just never know what's going to come out of collaborations past that point. And so I think about that. If you, you're kind of st- establishing that relationship before you even start pitching. Typically, that's what I like to uh, tell people to do. And I have done myself is just, you know, build a relationship before you even start pitching. And you're the only person that can do that. You can't have Mm. somebody, you know, an assistant or a PR firm do that for you. Um, So that's what I like. And I think podcast host, I know myself, maybe you too, Linda, I like hearing from the guests themselves, you know, and I don't mind if if there's, you know, there might be an assistant involved to kind of work out the administrative details, but just that, that one-on-one relationship building is great. Now I say all that, I know, at least with traditional publishing, not well, and I know this has changed over the years too, as you've probably seen Linda, but I know they will typically hire a PR firm for their authors to pitch them. And I think that's fine. Like, you know, they, they can outsource that, right? That way the author doesn't have to pay for a PR firm. Um, and so they'll typically, you know, pitch to people they have a relationship with, and they may be able to get you onto, you know, shows that are bigger than you even have a relationship with. So I think you have to look at, at that. But if, if it's being outsourced by a publisher, then, you know, why not go for it? Right. Um, what I have seen though, with, with those instances is because PR firms, they work in a certain window of time is I'm hearing from more and more authors that they're starting to pitch themselves before that point. So they don't want to wait until the PR firm takes over because they're just worried that that's too late. Like, as we know, as podcast host, a lot of us are batching way ahead of time. Right. And so they're thinking if I wait until my PR firm is, you know, steps into it, it might be too late for me to to be an, you know, a guest when I want to be a guest, you know, around my book launch time. So I know a lot of authors have started pitching themselves already and that, you know, and that's such great collaboration because then the PR firm could kind of come behind that and send the book and send the one sheets. And, and they, again, they may reach out to people that you weren't able to reach out to, but then also there's like an end date on that, you know, so their, their time is done and there's still so many other podcasts that, you know, you don't, you're never done marketing your book, right? So there's so many other podcasts that you may, you know, want to be a guest on. And so you would want to pitch yourself after that point. So I think it just depends. I mean, my, again, my personal preference is to do it yourself. But if you, you know, if you have a publisher paying for a PR firm, why not take advantage of that? And, you know, and they're often pitching you for way beyond just podcasts. They're doing publications and TV and all those things. So definitely, you know, you want to take advantage of that. But if you, if it comes down to your own pocketbook um, and you're having to decide if you're going to pay that, I guess it depends on, you know, if you have the budget to pay for a PR firm, right, but I would definitely, right. you know, just make sure that, that they are pitching wherever you want them to be pitching and, you know, if you have that budget. So, but I think even then there's still an end date that you're still going to be like, oh, I want to be on more podcast and you're going to take it on yourself. And I'm in agreement with you on this, Kim, having that personal touch. I do the same thing with my speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. I have people that will contact me and then I get back with them and they go, wait, this is you. And Mm -hmm. I go, Yes, it is. And they go, oh, I would have thought that you would have had like a person. I Mm -hmm. go, I do. It's me. Now I can give you another person, but I want to know what it is that you want. I want to be able to answer your questions. 
And, you know, I'm, yes, we can get to a place where we can't respond to every email. Mm -hmm. I know for this particular program, I have Heather Greer is my Mm -hmm. associate producer. Heather makes the initial, she sends out the intake sheets. She does all of that. I may have a contact, like I may say, hey, I want you to contact Kim Stewart. Let's Mm -hmm. get her on the air. And then I'll tell you, Heather's going to contact you. And -hmm. then it's going to come back to us and Mm -hmm. together. But I like having that personal connection. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, even when you've outsourced yeah. it to Heather, you've probably, just like we, I know we had met prior, but you've probably met your guests prior, right? So you do have that relationship and now you're just then taking that next step with it and saying, Heather, right. can you reach out to this? Because we already know each other. I just need that. Um, yeah, the administrative stuff. To the administrative stuff yeah. to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is very, very good. And now do you have, I don't know if you could share any of these. Are there any like... PR nightmares or anything like that, that is that, you know, not sharing names, but situations where a writer and author goes, oh my goodness, I was not expecting this to happen. Is there anything like that that you have? I know this is totally off the cuff here. Uh, but now that I can think of, you mean like their, their experience with a yes. PR firm? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not that I can think of. Okay. Um, like I say, the only the only thing I would think about is just that it was, this was a great experience, but it was just that timing window again, where I've had someone reach out to me and, and you know, they had their PR window and then there was a lot of shows they didn't hear back from. And I don't, you know, whatever reason that may be. And there's, there's a multitude of reasons of why that can happen. Right. And so they needed somebody to follow up on that, you know, so those were some great interviews to get booked. But for whatever reason, you know, whether it went into like, again, you know, things can go into the spam folder and not get, right. you know, get missed right. or get blocked. And you just never know. Or, you know, as podcasters, we all get busy and then we just kind of maybe like, okay, I'll get back to this when I can get to it. And then it just kind of falls to the bottom of the list. And, um, so that's the only thing I would say is just that timing window that, that expires, but no, I haven't heard any bad experiences at all, at least in our field, maybe in other fields. (laughs) Sure. But, but I like what you shared because if I have hired a PR firm and I know that they contacted X, that for me would be make sure I get a list of who they've contacted who the contact person was, and Mm -hmm. if a response did not come back in time during that hired window, Mm -hmm. then I'd be able to do exactly what it is that you're saying. So yeah, I think that was good. That was a good word. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. It is just to make sure that you're going to get something like that um, from them. And that's what I've often seen is when they bring the PR firm on board, they usually have a list that they'll run past the author and just say, you know, here's the list of shows I'm looking to reach out to. And I know they're getting a lot better because again, they used to be more focused on publications and TV and I know they're getting a lot better about podcasts, but they'll ask usually ahead of time, is there anybody you want to add to the list? Or do you want to make a note of ones that you do have a relationship with and maybe you want to, you know, reach out to them a different way. But yeah, I definitely, if you're going to, if you, especially if you're spending money out of your own pocket, definitely have some kind of, of a list going so that you know exactly what they're doing each week, you know, who they're pitching, what's the status, is there anything you need to be doing and just make it a collaborative effort for sure. Oh, that's really good. Love the collaborative word. Love, mm-hmm. love, love that word. We're in this together. Mm-hmm. And when we can all work cohesively, it's just such a sweet experience. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, well, based on, 
what we just said, if we've not heard back from a host or maybe we're not getting acceptances from a host to be on their on their podcast, how can writers troubleshoot their pitching process to see if if they can figure out why it's not working? Mm-hmm. I think if you haven't heard back from them, I would just maybe verify if you're like if you're emailing them. Just go to their website and verify that they don't have a guest form because, I mean, I I wish more people, Linda, would do this as like have some kind of an automated reply on their email list. Like, you know, I know a lot of people, they just don't want to deal with it. So it's like, just put an automated reply to say, I'm not accepting guests right now, or here's a link to my guest form to fill out. And and, and I'll only look at guests that fill this form out. You know, like, let me know. You're not going to hear from me. You know, I'm not going to hear from you in any other way unless I follow your procedures and be respectful of those. Um, And if you've kind of checked all those boxes and you're like, okay, I know I've got the right email address. I'm just not hearing back. Then maybe pop over to whatever social platform they're active on and don't send a big long pitch, but just send a very short message and just ask them, you know, do you have a, a, a podcast guest form that can be filled out that I can apply with or something like that? You know, something super brief. Don't tell them anything about you. Just ask that simple question and see what kind of response you get back. Um, and that way, you know, okay, am I pitching the right way? Or, you know, are they going to say I'm not accepting guests right now? At least you can put some kind of note there to know that you reached out um, all the different ways you thought you could possibly reach out to. And then if you, you know, if you're getting no's or um, not right now, you know, sometimes the people are really sweet at how they say no, you know, but basically it comes down to a no. I would just kind of vet the process again of the shows you've picked, like kind of look at who their guests are. And if you don't know, if you're, if you're not familiar with what authors are putting books out now, or, you know, who's traditionally published, who's self-published or anything like that, ask a friend, you know, just ask around um, in your community because People that have been around the community for a while will know, but that's what I often see is sometimes it's a show that, you know, the hosts themselves are a traditional published author and they have a pretty large platform and the guests on the shows are similar. You know, they're all traditionally published authors and sometimes with the same publisher because everybody's, you know, trying to help each other out. Right. Uh, But they may have multiple books. They may be speaking all the time and have these really big platforms. Um, And so if you haven't ever been a guest on a podcast before, then, you know, they just may not have responded to you like and in their minds are just thinking this isn't a perfect fit but maybe they just didn't take the next step to say that but you could kind of go do a little bit of research and kind of figure it out on your own and and know okay well that's maybe not the show I needed to be pitching to let me just go back to my list again and 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 figure out some other shows that would be more appropriate and so and I think again you could ask someone to help you look at your list and and give you especially somebody that's been um, recently published, you know, self-published or traditionally published, because right. they've probably been down this road before and you could get some input from them as well. But I think that's typically, you know, that's that's where I look at, like if you're not getting any responses. But I would also look at of the shows, like, you know, do they interview guests? Because sometimes if they're a solo show, then again, they just may be like, I'm, I don't interview guests. I'm not replying to this email, which again, I wish somebody would just have an auto reply in that instance so that we would know. But, you know, do they interview guests? Are they releasing episodes, you know, current Currently, because somebody may have done a podcast and then just decided to end it, but they didn't have an, you know, an episode that said they ended it. And so, you know, maybe their email box isn't even being manned anymore, you know, so they don't even know that they're getting emails about that. But if you go and look at that and go, oh, it's been a while, you know, like I'd say, if it's been over like six months, then obviously, you know, they've either fallen victim to pod fate or ended their podcast for whatever reason. And so, yeah, I would just kind of go through a couple of those troubleshooting things. And then lastly, I might just look at my pitch email and again, just make sure it's all about how I'm going to serve the list 
listeners. And it's not just, you know, can I come advertise my book on your show for free? Just make sure it's always about bringing value to the show and, and that that's not the reason you're not getting the response. Mm. I had I had to giggle at the maybe the show has fallen victim to pod fade mm-hmm. because that does happen. But it, yes. it takes us back to the very first thing that you said, go and listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. listen to them. And it could be you go on to an author's website, you see an interview that was done there and you said, oh, well, that'll be great. That mm-hmm. could have been three years ago. Right. Yeah. And they're no longer there. Due diligence go and check it out yourself, have someone check it out if you have a quote person, Mm -hmm. but check it out first, make sure it's a good fit. Then it will lessen the Mm nose because you will know that you are fitting Mm -hmm. perfectly with them. Absolutely. And I love how you recommend listening to the show first because it's so important, Linda. And I would also say as podcast hosts, both of us, is, you know, if you're taking a few minutes to do that inside your podcast app, especially if you're on Apple Podcast, I would just take another few minutes and leave a review for the show because that goes a a long ways in podcast host mind. And if you can just slip that into your pitch email, and I usually do like a little PS, sometimes I'll put it at the beginning, but sometimes I'll just do a little PS at the end and just, you know, let them know that I left a review of their show because that that goes a long ways because not many people do that. So if you're already listening, then just take that little extra step and do that. (laughs) Oh, that's all good. Take that extra step, folks. Take it, personalize it. Let them let let a podcast host know that you're interested in who they are caring for. Mm-hmm. Because what is it that we hear? People really don't care what you know until they know that you care. It is the same in this industry. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. care about the audience that I am serving. Mm-hmm. And if you come to me and you care about my audience, Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We're going to we're gonna work well together. And I'm always looking for that. And, mm-hmm. and you have served that up to us today, Kim. Girl, there's oh, a reason you do what you do. And I will have just about every link that you can possibly have in my show notes where all y'all can connect with Kim Stewart. You can find her podcast. You can, you know, just connect with her. Let her know how much you enjoyed this. Of course, that's after you've left a review for this particular episode on your best writing life. I'm just going to throw that out there. But Kim, on you've given us so much right now, but I'm going to squeeze you just a little bit. But this is going to be kind of in the personal area. You're a first-time guest. What I love offering our listeners, and, and we have some... I mean, listeners, they listen, they are loyal, loyal listeners. And they always like finding out just a little tidbit, what I call from behind the personal curtain of our guest. So are you willing to share something that maybe we wouldn't read in your bio? Is there something that you'd give us to go really about? There is, Linda. So my favorite fun fact to share, and I have, it's hard to even say it without laughing nowadays, uh, but I was a belly dancer in middle school. That was my extracurricular activity. I love it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Kim, 
I'm never going to look at you the same way again. I mean, I'm not. I mean, because from now on, I'm going to be envisioning the little thumb and finger symbols, you know, that belly <laughs> oh, yeah. dancers would yeah. use. Have the little symbols on there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I'm like going, man, and I'm imagining, I know this kind of bad, but folks, if you've ever seen a belly dancer, they have amazing abs. I mean, they're yeah. stuff. This is, this yeah. is, this is crazy. So, I can't remember. I did say this is middle school, <laughs> not now. <laughs> oh, that is so fun. So fun. <laughs> and you have a great giveaway for our listeners. I've already vetted it. I didn't need to vet it. I just wanted it. So I went out there and took a look. Tell us what you have that they can partake in. Yeah, I would love for them to check out my free training on jumpstarting your podcast pitching. And it's just a, a quick, like, I think it's 20 minute video that it kind of walks through the steps, a few of the steps that we talked about today, but just kind of how to get started. If you haven't ever pitched a podcast before, or even if you have been pitching and you just kind of want to refresh how you might be doing that, it just kind of goes through the steps that I like to recommend to people. So you can always make sure, like Linda's talked about today, that we're always, you know, serving, overselling, and especially like making sure our message matches up to the podcaster's mission. That's really important to me. And so, yeah, I would love for everybody to check out that free training and let me know if you have any questions about podcast pitching. Oh, and it's great. Such a great resource. You're a perfect fit for our show, Kim. We love to serve. We love to give. We love to come alongside. And that's exactly what you have done today. And you also do that on your personal podcast, Book marketing mania. And yes, folks, we have the link in the show notes. Please go visit her, listen to a few episodes, listen to more of them. And then I want to hear that you left a review. You know, what would be really sweet is in your review to write, I heard you on your best writing life. I wanted to leave a review for you. This was great. Uh, Kim, you're so good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us on your best writing life. Thank you, Linda, for having me. I'm so glad to be here to serve your listeners. And we'll have you back on. There's there's some other things that we can talk about. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment, if you would, to share this podcast with another writer or two or 12 or 20. I'm I'm good at all of that. That's that's excellent. I don't care. Share it with your whole writers group. If they write, they need to be listening to this podcast. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, and hit that subscribe button. Or if your podcasting platform says follow, please follow. Please, please. I greatly appreciate what you have to say about your best writing life. You know what? As much as I appreciate what you choose to write for the kingdom. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life.